Hey, it's Lisa Ann here. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the More Than Social podcast. I'm a digital marketing expert, self-development junkie, and your go-to for all things marketing, ads, and automation. I'm so excited that you popped by to hang out with me today, so let's dive right into the topic. Guys, there is so much going on in our minds, especially as entrepreneurs. I feel like we're always always on that go, go, go mentality. We're trying to achieve this next level. But today I wanted to bring on one of my favorite people, Lise. She is fantastic when it comes to just really stepping into your true confidence, stepping into your true self and letting that lead you. And I feel like with the online world, with social media, with all the competition that we now see because of the online world, it's harder and harder every single day to really just show up as yourself, to show up as the person that you really are internally. And it's so easier said than done, I know, but it's it's so important that we really focus on who we are and let that lead us within our business. And when you are that person and I have experienced it, when you are that person and you are your true self and you do have that confidence just to show up exactly as you want to show up, just as if your family would see you, your kids would see you, that is when you're going to have those true breakthroughs within your business. You're really going to hit those next levels. So I am so excited, very, very excited to be completely honest with you, to introduce you to Lise. She is a rock star. She has the most incredible story, but more importantly, she has some wisdom and some knowledge that I feel like every single one of us needs to hear, including myself. So if I can give you any piece of advice before you actually dive into this episode, really take some time to think about what she has to say. Like she's made this so, so crystal clear for us what we actually need to do to step into our self-confidence and step into our true self in order to hit those goals that we want to hit. And I know if you you really listen, like don't just multitask right now, like truly listen to the words that she has coming out of her mouth it's going to impact you in a way that you didn't even know. And I'm obviously recording this after I've actually talked to Lee. So I'm speaking from experience based on what I just listened to over the last 30 minutes. So I am excited. I've said that already. So I'm just going to let you dive in and listen to it yourself. So let's get into it. Hey, Lise, welcome to the More Than Social podcast. Thank you so much for having me here. I am so excited that we are going to have this deep conversation. I know we have a lot of things that we can talk about that you're the expert as, but before we dive into the content side of things, give our listeners a quick insight of to who you are, where you come from, and what you do specifically. Sure. So my name is Lise Wilcox. You can think new Lise on life, and I help leaders and teams live, lead, and succeed with unshakable confidence so they can get out of their own way and finally start living on their own terms. Love that. Unshakable confidence. I know me and you have talked about that, but I love that term. I feel like it's such a it's such a powerful term and it can mean so many different things, but it's just like, uh, just show up confident in your business and in your life. And you can't shake me. (laughs) (laughs) You can't knock me down. (laughs) Literally. So what does that really mean to you? To me, it's okay. It sounds really basic and cliche, and I've tried to find a number of different ways to say it, but I'm going to own my confidence. So I'm just going to say it as it is. It is really about being the fullest version of yourself. 
I genuinely believe we each have our own unique gifts, talents, quirks, weaknesses, strengths, challenge opportunities, what have you. And we try to dumb them down or dim them out so much. And I really believe all we have to do is be ourselves and and like truly embrace that. And that sets us on the course of our own succeed our own success to do what we really feel like is the best for us and we spend so much time battling that that I think that's our like one of our biggest hurdles and I feel like social media does not have a positive impact on letting us just be ourselves we all are comparing constantly which is unfortunate but I I was actually in a mastermind yesterday and we were talking about how just be yourself online and you'll actually see better results versus you trying to put on this persona of what people want to see. And it's like the algorithm, if you watch a video, let's just say you watch a video of someone that's taking a trip on a private jet. And then all of a sudden you watch the whole thing, then everyone else has a private jet. So like in your mind, you're like, Oh, I should probably have a private jet so people can see that I am successful or that I am this top tier person that everyone else wants to follow. It's like, well, no, you actually just watched the video. And now that's all you see. So I think just be yourself. It's, it's hard. I I agree. Like definitely easier said. Well, and you know, and everybody listening knows that entrepreneurship is kind of a shit show. Like, it's, there's so many peaks and valleys, right? To put it to put it lightly, that if you happen to be in one of the valleys and you open up your phone and all of a sudden everybody else seems to be having one of their peaks, it can be crushing. And so you stop trusting yourself and you start doubting yourself, and self sabotage kicks in. And I really think the the easiest thing, but also the hardest, like it's the most, it's the simplest thing, but also the most complicated. It's like really really tuning into who you are and what you offer and, and, and writing that out. Mm-hmm. And then if people struggle with that, which I know a lot of people do, if someone's struggling with even figuring out who it is that they are, how they want to show up for their business, for their clients, for social media, whatever it is for them, is there certain tips or techniques or anything that you specifically suggest people do in order to step into that I'm going to say role, but I mean, step yes. into themselves, I could even say. Yeah. Like stepping into the role of yourself, I think is actually a perfect way of saying it. Yeah. My goal is always to help people find clarity in what they want, confidence in who they are, and then the courage to stay true to both. Because sometimes we don't know what it is we're selling. I know you know that we have identity crises all the time in our business, but then we also want to have that confidence in who we are and we want to cultivate the courage to really tune everybody else out. So in order to get there to that place... I have devised a handy little like seven step plan, basically like the seven pillars of what would I, I would say are unshakable confidence to get you there. Cool. And what would some of those pillars be? You want me to read you the list? Uh, you don't have to go through all seven, but let's let's do the okay. top three. <laughs> okay, top three. Understanding that confidence is a choice that like everybody can be confident and not everybody will be because it's really something that that you decide you're going to be. And Two, to back that up, you have to follow through and really be a part of your own integrity because talk is super cheap and actions always speak louder than words. Mm-hmm. And I think the other, the like the final top third, I guess we could say, is really defining what enough looks and feels like for you specifically because success mm-hmm. is such a moving target and you really have to get clear on what that looks and feels like for you so you can get off the hamster wheel of chasing, chasing, comparing, comparing, and really just listen and trust yourself to know what enough feels like, what good enough feels like for you. Mm -hmm. And success means so many different things to so many different people. So out of curiosity, what did success look like for you? So my success is almost 
word for word lifted from a Tolstoy quote, which is just to paraphrase it. It's like living a really simple life with my family, doing work that I love and making an impact on the world. It's it's so simple and it's so much easier to achieve than we think. Well, and you know what? It's like simple sometimes is better than getting super complicated. Like, Mm -hmm. and success is going to look different for all of us. Like I said, it could be a monetary thing for you. It could be just being able to wake up and do whatever the heck it is that you want to do that day. That's my definition of success or whatever it is for you. But it's like when you can get so clear and so – and keep it simple, Mm -hmm. it's going to be something that is something that's going to be in the back of your mind always, but also something that's so achievable. I had a colleague a number of years ago who had just finished her PhD and she did her PhD in some aspect of psychology relating to women in business. Okay. Mm -hmm. And she said that for her thesis, they interviewed 27 different women and asked them what they're like, they asked them to define success. And each of those 27 women had a different answer. And so that's it. Exactly. Like if you don't know what it means to you, you're kind of hooped and you're going to stay in this, like, it's like the happiness of pursuit versus the pursuit of happiness, right? You get stuck in this chasing mode and you never actually get to this destination of just getting to enjoy what it is that you've built. You know, when I was, I did this exercise and this guy, Justin, he made us close our eyes and he was like, I want you to think of the moment that you finally you finally realize that you've made it. So whatever that's again, success looks like for you and close your eyes and just think about what does that moment look like? Where are you sitting or standing? Where, where are you? Who's around you? What are the feelings that you have? What's literally in front of you? And I remember doing this exercise and it's like every single thing that I saw and envisioned, it's like, it made everything perfectly clear. And it's like, Mm -hmm. I know from an entrepreneur side of things where we always have this mentality of go, 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 let's continue to grow and grow and grow, which is, pros and cons for sure. But it's like, Mm -hmm. now that I know when I have that moment where I'm sitting there outside having a bonfire, having a glass of wine, I can see my kids (laughs) running and there's the water. Like I can literally see it. I'm just like, when that moment happens, I know I'm going to make like, that's the moment that I know that I'm like, just chill from it, accept it, like enjoy it. I love that. I also I don't even see your vision with you. I feel that vision with you. I can totally get behind that. But I like to do this exercise with each of my clients and I just, I'll ask them like, what does enough feel like? And we really tap in. So same thing. It's not just like seeing it. It's like breathing it in so you can truly embody what that feels like, right? And I remember this so clearly because she was like, I'd be making this much money. I'd be spending this much time at my lake house. I'd be able to do the work that I love and I'd be able to, she had teenagers. And so she was like really, really concentrated that she'd be able to be a present and engaged active parent, even for her teens. Mm -hmm. And I watched this like light bulb go off and she was like, I have that. Like I just described my own life. And it was so freeing for her because it was like, I get to stop forcing myself to do more. I actually get to give myself permission to be here and to enjoy it. And that Mm -hmm. to me as a practitioner is like gold. Yeah. And I, I think you said like giving yourself permission yeah. to be okay with where you're at, even yeah. like, even along the journey, like we're so like, Hey, we have to get to that moment now. Like I'm going to yeah. do everything possible. I'm going to hustle until I hit that moment in life mm-hmm. and I want it now or tomorrow. But it's like yep. the journey, like we often forget to celebrate the wins. We often forget mm-hmm. to even think back. Like I, I have to go back eight years ago to when I started my business. And sometimes I forget, I'm like, Oh, 
I actually didn't know how to post videos on social media. Yes. I didn't know how to get clients. Yes. I didn't know this. But like, where have you come from? And it's like, it's so easy to forget those things. Yes. But I feel like when you keep keep those in your mind and you kind of just mm-hmm. continuously build and you know kind of where you're going, that is such a powerful thing to really hold tight to because not everyone gets to experience that. No kidding. And a lot of that is that well, I have an NLP background, like a neurolinguistic programming background. And in that you learn basically how to hack your brain. It's like basically a user's manual to your own mind. And we know that our brains are wired to look out for danger, right? Because we're, we're always just trying to protect ourselves. That's how we survive as a species. So we're wired to look for comparison because we need to make sure we're belonging to the group. Because if we belong to the group in our DNA, we survive. And you know, if we didn't belong to the group, we're dead. We don't let go of that. But same thing, we're wired to look for danger. We're not wired to look for joy. So you have to like reprogram yourself to be able to be present enough to live in those moments of like, no, this feels fantastic. I'm really, really proud of myself and this feels great. And I think that's a a huge part of really embodying your own confidence is to get, again, give yourself permission, give yourself that grace to stop and appreciate who you are, what you've done, what you're building. And like, you get to see like, you know, the whole forest, not just mm-hmm. the, that one tree that seems to be blocking your, your way ahead of you. <laughs> yeah. You're like, let me push down this tree. And let me just cut it down. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Now, when you say that we have to reprogram our mind, like we are a very actionable community here. Mm-hmm. I'm just a national person in general. I like step-by-step mm-hmm. things. So if you could give us a three-step process of how to reprogram our mind, and I know it's so much more than a three-step yeah. process, but what are like some initial things that we can do to start reprogramming our mind? I think that number one is to have the deep awareness that behavior change is really, really hard. I think that like just getting that out there is a really important thing to notice because I think in the like growth, personal development community, whatever, it tends to be almost gaslighty. Like, oh, all you have to do is change your mindset. And it's like, that isn't true. Again, you know, you have to change your beliefs at this deep unconscious level because that is what makes you feel safe and secure. So to acknowledge that behavior change is hard, I think it's a huge one. Two, I think that being able to recognize that everybody has self-sabotaging patterns. It's not just you, like we all do it and we all do it in the cornerstone areas of our life. It's just really, really important to know what your unique weapon of self-sabotage is for yourself and then start looking for ways that you can interrupt that pattern. If you like, if you know what purpose that used to serve, If you're a perfectionist, you know, maybe your biggest fear is rejection. It usually is. So maybe you overcompensate with perfection. Well, if you can become really aware that that's how you self-sabotage, then you can start to break that pattern, right? (laughs) And the third, I would say, is really paying attention to what we consume and not only the content that we consume and the company that we consume, but what are the thoughts that we're consuming? And are we really flooding our brain with like, this is really risky. This will never work. Your revenue is really low. I don't think this is going to work out for you. Are we flooding it with, you know, almost like we would talk to a child. Like, I know this is really hard. I know you're going through a moment here and I really believe in you. I know you can do this and I'm here for you. And like any obstacle you, you face, I know you're going to overcome it, even if it's hard right now. It's like, what are we, what are really consuming? I love that. I love that. And, and I feel like a people, 
when they first start to get into personal development or just like working on themselves, it's always like this, this groundbreaking thing on a very surface level, but it's like, this is something that is never ending. And I think that's yeah. something that I really need to talk to you about. It's like, <laughs> you, you work with some like high level people, you work with people who have been in business, who have been in their business and making impacts on people's lives for years. And it's like, you still, even at this high level, you still have to work on yourself because every single step that you're taking, there's going to be new challenges. This is going to be something new that you need to learn. So it's like, how do you handle from a very beginner aspect, Mm -hmm. if someone's just getting into this all the way to, hey, you've been in business for five years, you're Mm -hmm. crushing it, you are getting results for your clients, but you're ready to take that next level. Is there, do you see there's a difference between those two levels or is it all just kind of on the same playing field? It's, it's like same, same, but different. So what we're describing is just, it's human behavior and it's like a blessing and a curse, right? We we all, we all, at the end of the day, we're all just humans and there's a particular way that we all grow and evolve. So every time you reach a new level of completion, like if you think of like, I don't know, the only video game I've ever played is Mario. So I'm just going to use like Mario one. But Mario is actually a perfect, perfect example of this. So I've also never beat level two, just so like full disclosure here. But in Mario level one, you're going along and you're like getting the coins and you're you're getting the, the mushrooms and you're hopping over the turtles, right? That's from what I remember. Yeah. And it's like, each of those is really, it's a really hard obstacle. And so you die a couple times, you come back, you do it all over again. You're like, oh my God, I did it. I beat level one. And then you're plonked into level two and suddenly you're like going through these chutes and tunnels and slides and things. You're like, what the hell? I don't know how to do this. And so it's like, you're starting all over again, but we have to remember, you're not really starting all over again. You have all the skills you previously acquired from catching all those coins and jumping all the turtles. You're just using those skills in a different way. And so for entrepreneurship, and I would argue like life in general, every single time we get to a level of completion, we're kind of starting again and we can't use the tools. We can't use all the tools that we use to build that platform for ourselves. We have to use a new skill set or a new tool set, but we also get to have that be informed by everything we've learned before. So it's like, Mm we reach this next invisible ceiling of our own expansion and success. And it feels uncomfortable because now we're getting out of our comfort zone once again. And so that never changes. It never, ever changes. Cause again, that goes back to our, our nervous system is just trying to keep us safe and protect us from the danger of the unknown. The, the thing that changes from like a, a newbie to somebody who's really seasoned is that they start to recognize, oh, I know what this is. It's just really uncomfortable because I'm growing. Or yeah, of course this feels terrifying because it's brand new, but I believe in myself and now I have conscious proof that I've been able to overcome these challenges before. I think that's the only thing that changes. It's this awareness that, yeah, this is really tough, but I know I can, it'll, it won't be tough forever. Mm-hmm. And I know like you personally, you've overcome many challenges throughout your life. Can you tell everyone your story? Because I think it's so fascinating. Yeah. So <laughs> the Coles Notes version of this story is if we rewind back in time to like 2015, I had a perfect looking life, like absolutely perfect. And I'm lying on the floor of my like seven bedroom house, looking at my perfectly renovated kitchen with my three who remain perfect daughters beside me (laughs) and looking at my perfect looking quote unquote husband and just realizing like I had this real moment of if this isn't enough for me, what the fuck is wrong with me? And I got this like instant download from 
the great beyond. And this little voice popped up and it was like, oh, nothing will be enough for you until you are enough for you. And I was like, Mm. what? And I heard it again. Nothing will be enough for you until you are enough for you. And that was this come to Jesus moment that changed everything in my life. So I called time of death on my marriage started all over again, all of a sudden went from being a stay-at-home mom to somebody who had no financial support, period, no family support, and had to reinvent myself overnight. So, you know, I had kind of accidentally started coaching people through my own Instagram account. And so I like pursued that and followed the little breadcrumbs of where that took me. And I'm starting to build momentum in my own, in my own coaching practice and, and social media, early social media business. And all of a sudden, I got a breast cancer diagnosis. So now I'm single, I'm self-employed, I'm raising three little girls under the age of eight full-time and have no financial support while I'm also going through aggressive cancer and equally aggressive chemo treatments. And just, it was like perseverance after perseverance after perseverance and learning how to put my head down, take it one step at a time, you know, not worry about the the huge picture in front of me, but just like taking the, the day to day, I was able to translate that experience into something that became really, really beautiful because while I knew I didn't know how to navigate divorce, that was really hard. I didn't know how to navigate cancer. That was really hard. I did know how to make things beautiful. And so if I focused on making things really beautiful for myself, then it was like, I didn't really have to worry about cancer or divorce. I just had to worry about making things really lovely. And so as a result, that's what I did. And when I started to make everything beautiful around me, like everything, everything changed and everything, though it was in hindsight, unbelievably terrifying at the time I was so focused on just making things really like micro beautiful that everything kind of just worked out around me I was able to write my first book during my cancer treatments publish that and then I wrote my second book in the pandemic and I was so authentically myself I built this international platform of coaching and consulting clients speaking speaking contracts brand partnerships really just from being this genuinely anchored person in my own experience, just living a life. I love it. I mean, I don't love what you went through and I'm sorry. That sucked. That totally sucked. I I love your perseverance and I love, I love the aspect of you said, just like focus on making everything beautiful. Like Mm -hmm. that is just beautiful on its own, but I salute you for everything that you've gone through, but also I can see how that's gotten you to where you are today. And I think it's something that is so powerful to share because we all go through our shit. Definitely. Like not everyone's going to go through the hard shit like you went through, but it's like, we all have stuff in our life that we don't necessarily talk about openly on social media or with our clients or Mm -hmm. whatever. We, some of us will keep it all in. And it's like, if you can look at that stuff with a light at the end of it, it's like, it will guide you in some way, shape or form. I know mm-hmm. it's super hard to go through and I know it's super hard to think this way while you're going through it, but I yes. truly believe like everything happens for a reason and everything is going to guide you to some path within your life. If that path mm-hmm. changes, that's totally fine. But it's like, you said it like just one day at a time mm-hmm. when you're going through hard stuff, sometimes that's what you need to focus on. That's what you need to do. And it was so interesting for me because 
everything that I needed to do to heal from my experience. And, you know, at the same time, I was also like navigating the processing of having an abusive childhood at the same time. So it was like, there was like a lot going on. Right. But everything that I needed help with, I I'm a gatherer and a sharer. Like at the, at my core, I think I'm a teacher. So I was like gathering all this information, processing it, galvanizing it, and then creating with it. And that just has given me such a like a wealth of information that's not just like white tower theory. It's, it's like lived earned wisdom and experience that has translated for my clients across, you know, corporate background, entrepreneurship, being a leader, being at the top of your game, because it's just a human experience. And our approach to handling obstacles is the same when we, when we break it down to that really simple way. So when, regardless of how far people are in within their business, I find like as you're kind of growing, you're always going to have these hard challenges come up. How do you not let these hard challenges bleed into everything that you built with your business? Mm. Personally, do you mean? Personally, or just advice that you would give to clients? I think sometimes are easier than others. I think sometimes are harder than others. So what I really like to do with clients is get clear on who are you as a person? Like what's your, what's your purpose as a person? And then who are you as a business? So like, what is the purpose and the mission of the business? And do we notice how they may overlap, but they're not the same? I think for entrepreneurs in particular, we get so attached to like, oh, I am a coach or I am a consultant or I am a podcaster. Like we really conflate it with her identity that if something doesn't go well with the business, because sometimes businesses don't work out, actually like a lot of the time businesses don't work out, then we take it so personally. It means like, oh, my business failed. Therefore I, as the business owner, am a failure, right? And so we have to really, really get clear on the delineation point of who are you and what is it that you do? And it's okay to have a purpose in your business. It's okay to have a purpose in your personal life. And it's really, really important to see them as, again, possibly overlapping, but also very separate entities. So we don't like embody one or the other. And I want to go back to confidence for a sec. So Mm -hmm. we talked a lot about how to step into confidence, but what is about the other side of it? So in your experience, based on working with your clients, when someone has finally stepped into their true self, found that real confidence, what does life look like for them? Or what is it, what does it do to change their life? So using words of my clients, it's, it feels freeing. It feels life-changing, transformative. And I don't, I don't mean in like the Instagram buzzy word kind of way, like Mm -hmm. the real genuine of like, no, this changed my life. I feel like it really comes back to that sense of permission. You know, we spend so much of our lives feeling like we're trapped inside this invisible cage. It it is invisible. It doesn't feel like it's invisible, but we're, we're really beholden to the shape, the stories, the culture, the expectations that shaped us. And when we're able to give ourselves permission to see that differently and just like walk out of that cage, you realize how much freedom you really have. And so watching that client journey is so fascinating because they really do start from this place of like, no, this is, this is exactly the way it is and the way it has to be and the way it's always been versus getting to that place of you get to live lead and succeed on your own terms simply by getting out of your own way gives them that sense of renewed passion purpose and i think just freedom 
to be who they are, like what they like, say no to the things they don't like, and just live in a way that feel live and lead, like run their business and show up to work, relationships, what have you, in a way that feels really good for them. I love it. I love it. And in your experience over the last few years, especially working with like the high performers, mm-hmm. what is the biggest struggle that most people have? Self-sabotage, period. Mm-hmm. And is it's, that and like the deep-rooted stuff from like childhood that you see or is it? Yeah. Yeah. That's the deep-rooted stuff. Because like, can I give you a quick tour of our brain? Mm-hmm, it's, I get really nerdy about this. So we have like, we have our actions and behavior and we have our thoughts and our mindset and then we have our deep unconscious beliefs, right? When we're really little, it's, you know, your daughter's in this phase right now, but like our, our brain is basically like a, a freshly fallen sheet of snow. And when we're under the age of six, it's like, we're just running around in the snow, leaving footprints behind us. Like it's effortless. You're just kind of running and enjoying yourself. Right. And around age six or seven, it's like, there's a flash freeze and all of those little footprints that we left behind in the snow kind of freeze themselves into place. Now we both know that it's totally possible to create a new pathway in the snow, but it's hard. You got to crunch through the ice. It might be uncomfortable. It's like, it's not so enjoyable anymore. You're sweating. It's arduous. It takes a lot of work and effort. It's a lot easier just to keep following the same footprints or the same pathway that's already there. The flaw that we have in our brain is that we love to do the easy thing because easy feels so good. And we have this unconscious safety system, our nervous system set up to warn us of danger when something feels hard or when something feels new or different. So we have the same physiological response to change as we do to a lion chasing us or to like a creepy guy in the alley, like our body kicks into fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. So behavior change is really, really hard because we're not just changing our behavior. We're not just changing our thoughts and our mindset. We have to create a new sense of safety in our belief system. So that's self-sabotage. We, whenever we start to do something a new way, like, I don't know, just, I think so many people can relate to this, you know, you want to start eating better. And so what do you do? You set the intention to eat better and you promptly go to McDonald's. It's like, oh, what am I doing? Like I just said, as soon as you get that intention to do something a new way, your brain kicks in. They're like, nope, not safe for you to do that. You have to do it the old way. Right. So we have to become aware of our own self-sabotage patterns, get really curious about the purpose that used to serve for us. Like what purpose does it serve for me to be a perfectionist? Well, if I do everything perfect, I can't possibly be rejected. What purpose does it serve for me to procrastinate? Well, if I don't really try, or if I don't invest a lot of time, then I can't be rejected because I just didn't get it done. Right. And so we have to get really curious about what those patterns of self-sabotage have served for us. And then we have to invite ourselves to try it a new way and persevere through the the discomfort of doing it a new way. But only then when you can actually help yourself understand your own belief system, what were the stories you were told? Are those stories true? Are they somebody's else, somebody else's expectation of what you of what you should do or who you should become? We've got to be so aware of all of that so that we can create this new sense of like, no, it's actually safe for me to 
just do my best, or it's safe for me to invest my time and energy in the best way I possibly can. It's safe for me to, you know, take better care of my body. Like it's safe for me to do all of those things that helps us undo self-sabotage, which actually gets us to that point of being able to be fully confident in who we are. And is there like a certain time period that you see that it takes people to kind of get through this or is it kind of all over? No, that's all over. I think it depends on the person. I think it depends, frankly, on the the level of trauma that they've that they've had and the the personality that they have. Not even the personality. It's like, and it's not even how bad do you want it? It's like, how ready are you for the change you say you want? Because sometimes we think we're ready for it and we're just so not ready. Like we just, we can't get there. And other times for people, you know, I'm an action taker too. So for me, it's like, once I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do something. And if it's not working, I'm going to quit doing that thing. Right. And it's like, I'm super action oriented. Some people I think are less action oriented or they feel less comfortable with the amount of risk and courage that takes. So it, it depends on the person. Okay. And you brought up rejection a lot. Mm -hmm. Is that like a main self-sabotage or deep-rooted concern that people have? I Yeah. And I think that most of us don't even know it. Like, you know, even public speaking, for example, so many people are terrified of public speaking. If you, like, I like the image of a vine. We all have these little tendrils of vines or these little leaves. And we think all these little leaves are our individual unique problems, right? But if you trace each leaf back to their branch and follow where they go, they all come from the same root. And at that root, you'll find like the core wound. Public speaking, as an example, if you trace it back far enough, somebody has some kind of embedded trauma that's like, you know, once I spoke my truth and I was rejected, or once I said something that wasn't funny, but everybody laughed, or I said something that was funny and nobody laughed, which is like more my life story. But (laughs) it's just like, no, did you guys hear what I said? Like, that was really funny. But my, um, my sister tells me not funny all the time. It's like, I thought that was funny. Come on. <laughs> so rude. So rude. It's so funny. You're like, you just don't appreciate comedy, frankly. But yeah, so rejection is a huge one, as I said, because like back in the day, we had to belong to the pack. We had to belong to the group. And if we didn't, if we were rejected from the group, it meant death. And we as people evolve at such a glacial pace that our bodies and our DNA still believes that to be true. So most of us are paralyzed by the fear of rejection or being unlovable, but we have no idea that that's the root cause. We think it's just like, you know, I just can't get ahead at work or I just can't get the right client or I just can't find the right person to partner up with. And it's like all these competing self-sabotage patterns that are blocking us from having what we really want because at our root, we tend to believe that we're unlovable or we're going to be rejected or that it's not safe to be seen or take up space. Interesting. And then if you find people are like that, they're just about to take that next level within their life or business, whatever it mm-hmm. is. I find as soon as it was kind of two parts, sorry, but I find people quit right as they're mm-hmm. about to take that next leap or that yes. next big step towards that goal that they're working towards. Mm-hmm. Is there any like subconscious patterns that you see people have or thoughts that people have that should signal to them that, hey, you are on the right path or you Mm -hmm. are just about there. You're just about to reach it. Don't give up now. Yeah, I think that's a huge one. It's like people get terrified of the thing they really want. So, Mm -hmm. you know, 
as a personal example, I was single for a really long time. And all I wanted was a partner because all I've ever really wanted is a sense of family from like, and that goes back to being a little girl. All I wanted was the sense of a stable, loving, secure home. So a couple of years ago, I meet a stable, loving, secure man. And what did I do? Oh, definitely tried to sabotage it over and over again, because you get to like, you're so close to having that thing that you say you really want. And so naturally we do everything in our power to stop ourselves from getting it. So, and again, it's all safety. It's all security. It's all what, how do I, your brain just wants to keep you in the place that it knows to be true and familiar. So the antidote to that is this curiosity. It's cultivating this sense of curiosity. And, you know, I love the, the practice of when you're having those thoughts of like, yeah, I'm going to quit. They're like, this isn't going to work. Or I, you know, this relationship, maybe he's secretly an asshole, whatever it is. Ask yourself like, okay, stop. What is the story I'm telling myself here? And is that story true? Because when you can start to get aware of your thoughts and questioning them, you're already interrupting that self-sabotage pattern because you're you're adding a different perspective. You're not just kind of like going into the old pattern of what feels good, what feels easy. You're challenging your own thoughts and you're challenging your own belief system. And when you can use curiosity versus shame or judgment to you know, converse with yourself, you'll start to get a better sense of what's happening. Am I going to quit because this actually is not a good path for me and I've made a mistake or am I going to quit because I'm terrified of what success, like I'm terrified of what it means about me as a person to actually become successful, which is a a huge thing for most people. Interesting. So interesting. Honestly, I could pick your brain about this all day. I (laughs) I appreciate, I love all the different stories, like the vines and going back there. Like you make everything so clear, even the snow about the brain. (laughs) I really appreciate those. So thank you. It's very helpful just to remember things for me. If people want to reach out to you, if they want to connect with you, if they want to pick your brain about anything else regarding this stuff, where can they find you? LeaseWilcox.com. L-E-I-S-S-E-W-I-L-C-O-X. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for everything that you shared. Before we go today, I always ask this one question. If you can give a fellow entrepreneur one piece of advice, does not have to be about anything that we talked about today, just in general, what would that advice be? Trust yourself. Let's learn to tune tune everybody else out and really trust yourself. I love it. I love it. And that, again, easier said than done, especially yep. in the world. <laughs> <I know. laughs> but when, when you're having those moments of like, oh, I don't trust myself, reach out to Lee. Yeah. She is. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you so, so very much. I'm, I know everyone is going to take so much value out of this. You're a rock star. I appreciate you yeah. coming on and we'll talk to you soon. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for hanging out with me on this episode. I am so grateful that you show up each and every week. I hope these tips and tricks have brought you some new ideas and new inspiration for your business. If you love this conversation, let me hear it. Leave us a rating and review on the More Than Social podcast and be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Share it with someone who you know needs this message and together, let's make an impact and let's make a business that we love. I'll see you next week. Thank you.